You guys are gonna get a green van and a talking dog and solve it? You have a piece of eardrum on your shoulder. Compound B. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe you're an idiot. You're in over our heads. Bees? Welcome to Compound B, a show about the boys. I am Jamie G. Esquire V, and no, I will not defend you in a court of law. I am here, however, with Magna Mills, and we're going to talk about Gen V, a spinoff of the Amazon Prime hit show, The Boys. You got to love his verbiage there. He tells you that he really does want to pretend to be a lawyer. It's not that he will not defend you in court. It's that he cannot defend you in court. I am Magna Mills, and I can defend your decision to check out Compound B. We're on social media at Compound B Pod. We're on the YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't forget about us, and please don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. You know I mean it because I said please three times. Really helps us out a lot. Helps other people find our show, find our channel. We greatly appreciate it. All we ask, you have fun. Please give us a thumb. Please also be aware that we are definitely a full-on spoiler show here at Compound B. We will be spoiling everything for the boys and Gen V, all released episodes of both shows, as well as any of the original comics. It's all fair game, and we might discuss it. We need you to be warned. You've been warned. That's it. Mills, I just, you know, I've warned them. The court has been made aware. This is The Whole Truth, Season 1, Episode 4, the fourth overall episode of Gen V, originally released October 6, 2023, on Prime Video. The artist formerly known as Amazon, directed by Steve Boyum. He also directed Over the Hills with the Swords of a Thousand Men, that Season 2, Episode 3 of The Boys, written by Jessica Chow. She's also written one episode of The Boys, one we like a lot, Herogasm, Season 3, Episode 6. Uh, no special guest stars in this one. Guest starring... Derek Wilson as Tech Knight, Sean Patrick Thomas as Polarity, Alexander Calvert as Rufus, Marco Pigosi as Dr. Edison Cardosa, and surprisingly, Jason Ritter as himself, TV's Jason Ritter. Now, a word from Gen V. The Godolkin University Police Department is seeking any information on the person who persons who violated the Polarity statue in the groin slash genital area last night outside the School of Crime Fighting. If you have any information, please contact at GodUPD. Are you down with God UPD? Yeah, you know me. You know me. Oh, my guy. Well, we're going to do this thing college style. So kicking this thing off with a couple of shots, 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 shots. That's S-H-O-T-S. Mills, tell us what we're working with this week. All right, man. College style means mystical style. So we are going to give our initial feelings on the Whole Truth episode four, doing kind of college style, a similar process as you would use to decide whether or not you're going to class. So if you're not wild about the thing, you're not wild about going to class, not wild about the episode, you're just skipping it. If you thought it was decent enough, you're willing to go, you'll get there eventually, you're hitting the snooze, and if you loved it, you can't wait for next week, you can't wait for the next class, you are in the classroom before it starts, you are the very definition of an on-time student, aka child rule, always on time. Jamie G, you're doing shots first. Mills, this week, I'm always there when you call because I'm always on time. I am an on-time student. Shout out Ja Rule uh, with that track right there. Who was that feature? Uh, was that, that wasn't Aaliyah. Ashanti. Was it? Who was that? That was Ashanti. Ashanti. Yeah, shout out Ashanti. Yes, I am on-time student here. I really like this one. I, I felt like there wasn't, the, the meat in the middle, so to speak, was kind of action-packed, action, action packed, and I really enjoyed the way this story moved along. We got introduced to a new character uh, with tech, 
and that provided some serious humor kind of in the same vein as some of the things we love most about the boys uh but it also provided a bunch of action and kind of continuing the journey and continuing to bring these kids together as this group right and i really enjoyed this couple of surprise moments on there with uh you know, with Jordan and, and, and Marie, and, you know, I did not see that one coming, but looking back, it's like, okay, I can kind of see that a little bit. Uh, enjoyed that. Just enjoyed kind of learning more about Sam. And you realize that, man, he's stronger than Golden Boy ever was. And I think they were trying to, you know, keep him down and harness, heart, figure out a way to harness that because they didn't want him to, to kind of take Golden Boy. So you kind of get another layer here that I really enjoyed. So this one for me was a was an on-time student, buddy. I might have even been a few minutes early. See, I like this because I, I, it's easier to be a class early, to be excited for it when you have someone to go with. Maybe you have time to go to the cafeteria first before class, get some food, fresh coffee, that kind of thing. I am also on time for this one. Shout out to Shanti. Uh, always loved you. Ja Rule still doing it out there somewhere, I'm sure, you know, doing Ja Rule stuff. Anytime anything major happens, you do need to know what Ja Rule thinks. So he is still relevant to this day. Uh, just very good episode. Love Tech Night. Couple of surprises. Kept it moving. Probably my favorite of the bunch so far. Uh, don't need to go over everything you said, but even though all the little choices here really worked for me right down to just the, the crazy ending and then just going out on work it I, I don't know why but that really worked for me so it jason ritter playing himself tv's jason ritter it just all every little choice they made absolutely slayed for me so yeah i am i'm am on time i'm i would have hit go on the next one right away if, if it was an option i would have gone yeah you and me both man well as much as i'd like to start with that ending let's start with wrapping up the crazy ending from episode three. We open the episode with Indira and Dr. Mendoza examining Sam's cell after he and Emma had already escaped. Did you like the choice to not actually show the escape, to not actually get them out of there, or were you a little bit disappointed that they didn't? I think it's fine, but I think it's going to be, maybe we'll talk about this more in predictions, maybe possibly part of a bigger reveal about how sam's powers work or something like that i think it was a conscious choice not to show it you get the idea clear enough you see all the dead bodies there's the hole you see sam leap away later so i think they did enough connective tissue that you could figure out basically like sam went berserk killed all the dudes and like jumped them right through the ceiling and then away or whatever right basically that's how i read it and it would have been nice to see wouldn't even surprise me if we actually do see it maybe as a flashback in the next episode or something like that i like that i like that Let's stay with uh, with Sam and Emma here. After escaping, they hide out in this old drive-in movie theater and kind of get a little bond for a while. Definitely a little B.E. Uh, going on there. Uh, uh, the energy was thick for a moment there. But did they give you enough uh, to get a better understanding of Sam's character? Did you feel like you started to kind of see some of the problems that he has. I mean, we, we saw the flashbacks earlier where he's like, you know, I got a broken brain. So you realize there's some mental illness type stuff going on with this one. And again, the show is doing such a good job touching on just major social problems that we have in our world today. And I like that they're incorporating superheroes that, that have these problems and that it's just kind of a cool thing. Right. And whether it's the super power that's causing it or not, um, just kind of a cool element, but did you get enough here to kind of start to really unravel the complexity of, of, of all things, Sam, or at least get you, get you on your way? I, I mean, we might be here in a while. It does seem like he has some real serious stuff going on to, uh, say the least. I, I want to have one little negative note. 
when this first started happening, I'm like, oh man, tell me they're going to a Buster Beavers. I was so excited that they were going to be at a Buster Beavers. Wound up being fine, but that would have just been a real cool little tie-in to the boys that I would have appreciated. But maybe they're expanding the universe. I like it. Maybe we'll get a, a Risky Rats here or something like that. I was hoping for a Risky Rats. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, just you can do whatever you want there, really. I really like that they dealt with the fact right away that Emma lied to Sam about Luke being alive. Right away, she tells him. We kind of said that in the last episode. She really needs to kind of nip this in the bud or whatever. She did. I like the choice. I like the way they did it. I was a little surprised maybe that he believed it so quick. Uh, maybe he kind of knew yeah. on some level or something like that. That's the only kind of thing out of my notes. I was like, oh, he didn't. You, you think he would want to confirm, you know, go look at a TV or something or, you know, I don't know how long he's. I'm sure he knows what phones are and stuff like that. So that surprised me a little bit. But overall, I thought that was well handled. And that was something I didn't want them to hold on to for like two episodes and then have it come up at the most inopportune time or something like that. So I liked a lot that they got that right out of the way. Yeah, I do too. And it also kind of led to us getting more character development for him where we, for the first time we kind of saw him have a little, I guess an episode for lack of a better word here, um, struggling with his own internal demons and some of the stuff that's going on with him, with the voices, et cetera. But it was also like the one thing he had in this world, right? So I like that they did it. And I like that he kind of believed her because it, it it created the bond between Emma and Sam and it strengthened it. We we saw it last episode get formed. And I really think that this one key thing strengthened it. And it, and it allowed me to believe that the ending could work the way it did. Right. Because he if there's one person he's going to listen to now, it's not Luke anymore. It's Emma. And so I think that this I think that that in a weird way, it kind of helped, you know, where he just didn't need to validate it. He believed her. Right. And it kind of built that trust a little bit. Yeah. And I think it pays off some of the work they did with setting up Emma in the first couple of episodes, too. You get that even though she had a bunch of followers or whatever, that she was really just unhappy you know, she has a bad yeah. relationship with her mom, again, par for the course, but even just some of her followers not liking her, being exploited for those followers, for her size by a dude, and then kind of just disowned. She really has had a, a rough go of it. I mean, really, the only good thing that's happened is kind of Marie became a roommate, and they seem to be friends, but Marie's also getting her into a lot of trouble, so... You know, your your favorite there, little of column A, little of column B. But I think it was a, a nice job setting it up. And it also shows you why they could be compatible, right? He, he, I yeah. know relationships under pressure, Sandra, Bullock, the whole speed thing or whatever. But they did kind of really quickly vibe. But they have good chemistry together, so I can kind of buy it. And I think that's important for that you can believe it. Absolutely. And I, and I also believe her when she's like, I have nowhere else to be i kind of believe that i think she needed something right and and that's why she was probably so so gung-ho to do this you know she's had a rough go man from being exploited about and made to feel bad about how she accesses her superpower right with the eating disorder thing to then being manipulated by by someone she thought was a friend that put it all out there i mean she had a lot of stuff go on she, i think this is the best thing for her where she finally feels some sort of value and I'm so happy for her for that, honestly. And so it is really believable. They did a really good job with some of that meat in episode two and three, where now it's like, okay, it's it's the fruits coming to bear a little bit, I think. TV's Jason Ritter. Uh, this whole bit was just like, not kind of out of nowhere. They tease a little bit. You hear the music and you get the idea that this happens a lot, right? I think, you know, we'll get more to this in predictions, but I think Sam has a puppet thing going on. We saw some of the stuff in the trailer and 
I, I really think, honestly, like he might see things as puppets or going to puppet world or be possessed by some kind of guy with a puppet thing. Or, But before that, just the scene with Jason Ritter in the deep, I just want to say I love the decision to AF Jason Ritter play himself, which is just wonderful. I don't know. I know of him. I've seen him in a few things. I know he's most notably on Parenthood, I think. Not one I watch, but I've definitely seen him in other stuff. But then the decision to give the the deep, like this real, yo, bro, kind of voice. And then his gills almost be like an Elmo type voice. Just the juxtaposition of those three voices kind of talking to each other and then him telling them to shut up and everything. Uh, I just thought was fantastic and absolutely hysterical. Oh, dude, it was it was a huge win. It was a little far out there, right? But I, I but that's what makes it work. But yeah, the decision, the decision with the deep, with the voice. A plus plus plus. Whoever decided that, uh, that was a win for sure. And yeah, I'm same same boat with you as Jason Ritter. No of them, don't know a lot about him. So it kind of made this somewhat specific, I think, but also really random and it just I don't know. It, it kind of worked, man. Like I'm excited. They teased the whole puppet thing in the trailer. I really thought we were might get it here. Um, but but I like this added complexity to to Sam's character. I'm going to make you have to do a prediction right now without thinking about it. We already heard the random nothing else matters cover. Are we going to get a master of puppets rendition or cover or somehow? Is that going to happen? That two stranger things, they kill it. It's, I think stranger things kind of own that. I, 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 I'm trying to think if there's another puppet song out there. You can do a weird, do. like a polka cover, like an arcade music cover of it or something. I'm trying to think, like, yeah. you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese cover of it. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I guess it's possible, but but Stranger Things did kind of own that. I mean, may, maybe they decide to do it in a different way and a different part of it, and 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 I could see them getting by with that. But uh, it's still fresh, man. That was what if they actually got Metallica awesome to play as like puppets playing it on the puppet channel while he's like murdering people or something like that? That would absolutely work. But you know that, that you give give Stranger Things their due there. That was one of the better scenes of the entire um, season. So uh give them their due but yeah i would like to see it uh, let me you know let me get back to you on that mills i might have another puppet song up my sleeve that i could uh convince you that might be good well used there roger that i think that pretty much brings us to the end of that basically that kind of sam kind of tells her he's going to go get dr cardoza and he just does like the leap thing where he just kind of takes off not flying but but jumps real far so uh we'll kind of circle back around to that uh, that confrontation at the uh the end of our discussion here Sounds good, man. Well, let's move on to uh, let's go ahead and check out, you know, what's up with Kate and Andre, who didn't get a ton to do in this episode. Uh, they both have interviews with Tech Knight. Andre's also includes his dad, Polarity, more kind of father son moment there. It didn't go real well, did it, Mills? I mean, Andre didn't react as as great as uh, Polarity, for example, would like him to go. Did he crack a little bit under the Tech Knight pressure? I think so. And you saw that when uh, he shows up to Kate's room, even, you know, before he even gets a text from his dad about the interview. And he is, you know, to to quote the kids, kind of high AF. And that was kind of funny the way he plays. Like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, I might be a little bit. But then he does kind of tell her the whole thing about how his dad knows about this and told him to back away or whatever. And that kind of sets up the interview, right, where his dad seems to be at least equally on Team Vaught and Team Andre. You know what I mean? He should be you think 100% on Team Andre, kind of, but it also seems like he's really trying to toe the company line while also, you know, working in Andre's interest. But you even hear him tell him, like, going in, like, dude, if this goes, like, wrong, like, I can't protect you. And I just wanted to say, I wish Kate and Andre had a better, like, a ship name. Like, what do you have, like, Eight or Condre? Uh, those aren't very good. 
But then I was thinking polarity. If he dated like Hillary Clinton, their couple, their ship name would be hilarity. And that would be great. That would be really good. A lot better than, uh, uh, and Kate or whatever, whatever we're going with. Um, <laughs> There's not a lot of uh, those uh, sounds do not go well together. Cadre. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't work real good. Cadre Cola, dude. Way to bring around the uh, running man reference. Shout out Cadre Cola. Thank you. One quick thing here, Mills, for, for you. Kind of the, the the first time we get to see tech in action a little bit um, in terms of, you know, with someone who d- maybe isn't familiar with, you know, and Dira is familiar with who he is and what he does, right? But I don't think Andre was. Did you have any background knowledge of, of Tech Knight and you know, did you know, like, did did this surprise you with his skill set around this? He is a character that's in the comics. He just, it didn't stick out too much for me. I did read them over the course of about a year. Uh, so no, I didn't really kind of know what to expect. You got the idea pretty quick. You've seen this kind of, you know, the Sherlock Holmes kind of trope before all the, the heightened senses, that kind of thing. You know, I, I think it paid off pretty well. I did like the moment where he figures out just based on the smell that Kate and Andre are sleeping together. And that's the one moment you see like polarity do a double take. Like he's like, Oh, I did not know that, you know, that definitely, I think throws him off a little bit too. Uh, I, I think Andre probably had the right answer. Right. I mean, it seems like tech couldn't pin it on him. So he almost, I don't know if that was the right answer, or at least a neutral one, but like basically telling him to fuck off and walking out didn't seem to hurt him too much. No, it didn't. You know, in terms of like when you hear Tech Knight, it's like, oh, I, you know, there's not a Patsy in the bunch or whatever. So, yeah. and I did like how they uh, they cut the interviews together. So you would just go from one, you know, they're, they're interviewing Andre and Polarity, then it's Jordan, uh, then it's Kate, kind of back and forth between the three. So when he was asking the question, you weren't always sure who he was even asking it to. And he probably did ask all of them the same questions, but that is kind of interesting. And then the idea too, like the documentary shows, right? They're trying to shoot it all the different ways so they can find the real killer. One more quick note on Andre and then we'll move on and get into tech a little bit more. But do you think, is there any way possible that like just throughout this season, like he can just keep destroying parts of his dad's statue? Like we, we saw him here like crushing the skull. Like, do you think, like, do you think I'd like to, A, I'd like to explore more about the range of Andre's powers. I think that's the one that we don't really know a lot about yet. And then B, is it possible that like by the end of the season, this is just like, like a tin can, like a, like a crushed Coke can, like what, what, what could possibly come of, uh, of, of the statue here? (laughs) Oh, I mean, that took you way too long. He definitely needs to crush it down and make either like a crown that he wears or a pimp chalice. Ooh, I like both, you know, or yeah. Put it around his cup, dude. Uh, I like, yeah, like it. Frank Reynolds like style, dude. You gotta, have a, you gotta have a big pimp cup. It's very important. You do. He's number one, dude. Gotta have that when you're number one. You got to. He is number one now, whether he wants it or not. I'd like to get back into Tech Knight just a bit here before we go any further. I, first off, great name. I mean, I kept, you know, kept having uh, just thinking all sorts of things with his name, but I really liked it. And when I say Tech Knight, I just tell me, Mills, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Tech Knight Rider. Did it, did it, did it, did it. Oh, just the theme song for, I don't know why, but it's just like technology, Knight, Knight Rider. It, it just seems to fit for me. And then next would be probably like high tech, like quality and high tech, like a, a hip hop DJ and producer. But how about yourself? What, like, when you'd heard that, what did you think? Like some kind of technology based dude or? All I kept thinking was Tech Nine. 
And I said, then I like got into the rabbit hole of like all the songs that I used to like that like featured Tech Nine or Tech Nine was in on. And then I just like was like, okay, I just burned ten minutes. I want to get back into this episode. <laughs> but um, and I rewatched. But of course, but uh, all I could get, I don't know why, I just kept going Tech Nine. And then I was like, man, I haven't thought of Tech Nine in like a decade or longer. So it was kind of cool, a little trip down memory lane. Shout out Tech Nine and uh, early uh, early hip hop days. Yeah, I've wound up randomly down that, that rabbit hole myself before. That's usually not what a Spotify helps you with and everything like that. I mean, I have to say, I, I absolutely love the character. I, I hope we get more of him. Well, how about yourself? You, you know, happy with what we got? You want more? Was he a little bit too much? I thought he was phenomenal. It was, he played it so well. And then we got, it paid off. I mean, the, the ending with him just when you thought he won and it was like, Oh my God, dude, he is, he, you can't get an edge on this guy. He's got everything figured out. Then for Endira to, to, to produce that video. And then you realize all the little choices that they, that they showed him doing his weird mannerisms and things that he did throughout the episode. Um, it all kind of came full steam ahead and it was hilarious. And it was just like, Oh man, that pays off great. And he's a natural at the, at that. Like you didn't really see that crazy comedy side that they brought out throughout the episode i really really enjoyed it i thought it paid off big time and i hope we get more of them but honestly if we don't i'm content just just based on how well it paid off i completely agree with all that shout out uh derek wilson very funny dude he was in a random hulu joint ran for three seasons called future man i believe uh very random also started eliza coop who is also very very funny but he has in that run, I think it's in late in the first season. Just it's almost a standalone episode where it's uh, it is just one of it, it was one of my favorite episodes of that season, and it's just awesome. And you'll just know when you get to like eighties volleyball, cocaine, cooking. You, you'll know when you're there, and it's just uh, just absolutely the greatest. And he absolutely slays here. I loved all the scenes with him and the dean. Right, him and Deer kind of going head to head, and you get the idea that he feels he's better because she's a normal. Right, he's a soup. She's normal. And I like that she managed to hold her own with it, you know, despite apparently not having any superpowers. But you can even tell how kind of cautious she is when she goes into her office and he's there. He's pouring drinks. He gives her a drink. If you actually pay attention, she never sips out of the drink and then pours it back in the bottle. Whether she was worried it was poisoned or didn't want to just have a drink or whatever, just a little subtle character power type move that I liked. Yep, it, it was interesting. And, and I don't know if she thought it was poison, but I think she didn't like the fact that he walked into her office in control, poured two drinks, gave her one, and had that he made the call to have a drink. She didn't offer. I like that she just poured it right back in the box. Because if it was poison, I don't know that she'd pour it back in the, the community well there, so to speak. But I yes, mean, what kind of I like really good stuff, place. even if it's poison, you can, you know, you don't want to waste it. Some of that, that precious gold, it's it is that what is that uh not bullet burn some bourbon that my pops is always right like oh if you see oh eagle rare i think it's rare everywhere apparently so i, yes, I like that whole part of it i i i understand she's just a human but she is proving incredibly resourceful i would like to know how she what strings she pulled because remember the whole episode is her feeling the pressure trying to keep sam's escape out of Vought's knowledge right she doesn't want Vought to find out that that he escapes how did she what strings did she pull how did she get all this information and this dirt so to speak on on tech that's one thing you know so she's proving very resourceful I think I can answer that in the way they show it when they have the confrontation after the class 
he does the weird thing with the donut and then walks away. The first video we see is him when I think is in like the ancillary room to the classroom where the donuts are. And he's doing his thing to the donut. I think she probably just started tracking him from there. And all of those instances are just from that day from him on campus. That's just their security footage, I think. I don't even think that's from, you know, weeks or anything. I think that's how bad it is with him. That's just during the day so far. But but the how did she get the information on the how did she get the information oh, on the brain the tumor? That's Vaught. Just that's just Vaught being plugged in everywhere. You know, and that's why she has to be so fed up in the first place, too. She obviously didn't invite him. She makes a point to say, like, oh, Ashley Barrett told me to, you know, extend you every accommodation or whatever. She's he's not there because she wanted him there. He's there because Ashley called and was like, yo, you gotta give this dude whatever he wants. So nobody likes that, especially someone who's supposed to be theoretically, you know, the head honcho. And I like the idea that she told him, you know, stay away from the top five. He tries anyways, and then can't get him, and then tries to flip it around on her. I mean, maybe that's where work it comes from. Flip it down and reverse it. She kind of did on him. Maybe that was where uh, they. they well, she put her game down. Like Flipped yeah. it and reversed it. Yeah, dude, I, I think she did. So, and you know, she may or may not be, uh, you know, showing up in our top three or what have you. We'll we'll see. Uh, definitely was impressed by her, and you know, obviously we do have to mention that he has his. Uh, with, with unusual proclivity. It's, how hard did you laugh? Just when wouldn't you? She pulled out that video. Did you even for a minute dream it was what it ended up being? Not at all. I mean, it totally took me by surprise, it, but it was absolutely hilarious and just such a wow moment of the show. We're like, what? You know, I had no clue that that's what it was. I got the feeling that she was going to fight back just a smidge here. You know, he had her basically in the vice. And was going to let her take the, you know, be take the fall for it. And honestly, it made the most sense. He was he was probably right to have her take the fall for everything. But I like how she responded here, man, and punched back. And uh, it, it was really took me by surprise for sure. I did like his initial reaction where they were in the woods. And he's like, what, you think uh, you just bring me out over here for a blowy and that's going to solve everything? And he's like, we'll see. Uh, I, I, he was at least entertaining it. I, I just thought that he played that so beautifully and uh, for the record he has relations with a donut a shop vac which is turned on the gas tank of a jeep liberty a log or either just between two logs it was hard to tell at the angle the top of a traffic cone a skull which is the kind of a running joke that comes back around throughout the episode and a bathroom hand dryer uh, when they cut to that at the end it almost died he tries and then he gets the, brings over the, the thing to stand on. <laughs> it was just so the, good. The, the, mop, the mop bucket, he flips it upside down to stand on. I mean, he flips it and reverses yeah. it, dude. I mean, that's, you know, maybe that's where all the work it's coming from. Uh, but the skull thing was just so good because she said the, the skull fucking thing a couple times at the beginning. And then when he sees it, she's like, dude, come on. What is up with this? And then just the little character detail. When he's doing the traffic cone, you see he has like not only the sock guards or whatever around your calves to keep his socks up, he actually has something to the bottom of his shirt to like keep it taut and tucked in all the way. That is just how like fastidious and detailed oriented, you know, which makes sense for a dude who has heightened senses or whatever. But it's just funny that a dude is like that, you know, that tightly wound up is like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bang this hair dryer, this hand dryer. It was a crazy thing that the tumor thing is was you know, interesting development to, to show that that's why he has this strange deviance about him. Um, but it, it, it worked so well with this character. And, and again, it brought some humor to a show that 
it doesn't have as easy of a time. We talked about this a little bit before in previous episodes. It doesn't have as easy of a time bringing out the humor as the boys. The boys just pure based on who they have as characters brings out the humor, the dialogue, everything. I mean, dude, anytime Butcher speaks, it's funny, right? So, I mean, they don't have that with with Gen V. So I like that they're bringing in some of this other stuff to to get that humor element. Because I think it's what takes the show to the next level is having that element. Yeah, well, it plays even better on a rewatch because you notice when he comes into the classroom, when he's walking up, he picks up a tape dispenser and then just kind of just almost erotically circles around the hole in the middle of the tape dispenser, then the donut. And then at the very end, when he's filming his, the bagel. Uh, you know, golden boy went crazy. He looks at the hole on the tree really longingly and then tells the guys, all right, I'm going to need a few minutes. And they walk away. And the, the one dude, I think, knows. He kind of has this smirk on his face. And then you just see him slowly walk through into the bushes, Homer Simpson style, to the tree. But even after all that, he knows she's watching and he still can't help himself. And he's going to be a stepladder for that one. Yeah, he is. He is. Dude, the Jeep Liberty, uh, he should be in the Olympics, man. I don't know how I got that angle. <laughs> yeah. A for effort on all of them. None of them were easy. I mean, all of them took, you know, some some balance and some gymnastic type uh, maneuvering, but he did it. Enjoyed the way they they showed it with the with kind of the video um, replays. And so that was that was very cool. I think we're almost ready to talk about the ending. But first, we got to check on Marie and Jordan. And Mills, I got to say, man, we finally got the payoff of that. I exploded his dick line from the trailer right when we heard that in the trailer we're like what in the world could that possibly be uh we saw lots of gore in the trailer so we're kind of like oh god i don't know if i want to see that what are they going to do here it's here we saw it did it work for you yes but for some reason when it started happening my initial thought was oh my god emma's in this guy's dick how did she get in there and I thought she was going to come busting out, getting big, like Roger Rabbit style, like, ta-da. So I was a little thrown when that didn't happen. I don't know why that's where my brain went, but that's, I, I don't know, that's where my brain went. So I was kind of in shock. And then the second thing was just how impressed Jordan was by the whole thing. He was just like, oh, that was great. That was so cool. No, not not in one, you know, not just shook in the least bit. And uh, shout out the actor playing Rufus. That might be the skeeziest dude I've ever seen on film, right? I mean, he's like, he's up there, man. Oh, he's way up there. I, I one one quick question with him though. He looked like the guy in a previous episode that was wearing a hat when Kate went up and and asked him to go by the Louisville Slugger and hit himself repeatedly in the balls. Didn't he look like the same guy? It, it Very well, like might the have same been guy. Him. He I was mean. credited in a previous episode. I just remember from doing the, the, the credits and everything. So, yeah, my guess is that probably was him. So he might be out for some revenge. But from a plot standpoint, wouldn't, in theory, and again, maybe I'm digging too deep here. I'm not trying to poke holes, but we got to when we see him, right? That's what we're here for. In theory, we know that she told her little brother to go get lost in the woods, and he literally did. And no one ever found him, and that was it. She tells this guy to go get a bat, and every hour on the hour, hit himself in the in the private parts with it wouldn't he still be doing that in theory the only thing i can say is that I, we have the episode titles the rest of the way and one of the future episodes is called jumanji so you might be on to something here i don't know what it is and i have ideas too about how he could maybe be possibly involved with the ending like all right so i don't want to get 
uh, too over our skis here. But yeah, I think he we've seen him already and we will see him again. Let's just put it that way. And he is now obviously going to be really, really, you thought he wanted vengeance before. Yeah, he's going to want it now, man. That looked that looked absolutely gross and painful and horrible. Um, just a couple of quick things. I guess let's just start with the fact that we saw Marie do something that wasn't her own blood. So that was kind of cool. I guess the blood. We saw that in the first episode with the person who was bleeding out, but we've never seen her weaponize someone else's blood before, really, I guess. is yeah. Or internally, because she has to cut herself or the blood has previously had to been out. This time, right. as far as we know, that's the what I was getting internal. At. So I think that's the that's the difference. That's is she has not shown that ability yes. before the blood had to be out, like exposed to oxygen or whatever, whatever kind of rule yes. they had. And now it seems to, you know, her powers go, they're more complex than that, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So, I mean, in theory, she could just explode anybody's heart if she wanted to. Right. So it's like that's they really did something here in terms of leveling up her skill set and her superhero power. Um, if if there's blood flowing, she can maneuver it to her liking that's i can't i mean that's dude that's way up there as power i mean that's better than a lot of shit so we'll just put that's it that a, way yeah, this the, blood was god, the, the blood god from blade one that's uh that's that's the closest i can come shout out blade one yeah yeah blade one man possibly the best of all blades yeah two is uh, two is very good i will say that and i even enjoyed the uh the series with sticky fingers shout out remember sticky fingers was actually played in a in a television series that happened you know we did get the big interrogation scene where tech Knight gets her to admit that she was lying and that jordan really was the one who stood up to golden boy that kind of thing and then jordan kind of gets mad at her for it right and she's like what the hell you kept you asked me to do this multiple times now i do it and you're yelling at me. And that's where you see them both kind of break down. Jordan's kind of giving her the shit like, well, what happened to just, you know, not caring and being out for yourself. And then, you know, they actually seem to show a level of care for somebody else. And Marie's the same thing. Like what happened when, since when do you do things that aren't, you know, just all about Jordan Lee. So that was kind of nice. And then very unexpected, but very college. Like when they just all of a sudden kind of like, Whoa, we're making out now. Oh, okay. And of course the roommate comes in at the, you know, Right, it's kind of getting on. No one put a, a tie around the door or whatever the female equivalent of that is. I don't, I don't know what that is. I mean, let's just talk about it a little bit here. Did you see anything in previous episodes that led you to believe that maybe Jordan and and Marie could could have something here? I mean, was was there any be? Was there any attraction that you noticed before this? Because this one took me a little bit by surprise here. It didn't really surprise me. It seemed like Marie. They were kind of cozying her up to Andre. She said her moments even. Uh, with Golden Boy for a minute there, had a little energy with him in the in the first episode, so it really wasn't a surprise. And honestly, it just feels like college. I feel they're all going to wind up kind of getting with each other at one point or another, right? It's just going to be more or less what happens, especially this day and age. You know, there's the the rules are off, man. You can have a you can have a the whole four way relationship going on or something like that. Who who knows? So uh, maybe in the first second, I was a little like, oh, I'm surprised, but then I was like, yeah, I'd I'd buy it. Yeah. Oh, I totally buy it. It makes sense. But it was just kind of like, I didn't, usually I got an eye for these things, man, but I didn't, I didn't see that one. So uh, looking back, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. It, it it certainly works. You know, they also did kind of put it down, flip it and reverse it. And it worked for Marie. So it did. We saw that at the end there with uh, getting a little cozy, dude, but this time it was, it was, you know, it was the other, the other Jordan. So interesting stuff all right i i guess we finally arrived at the firework factory here which in this case happens to be dr cardoza's house 
The whole gang shows up to stop Sam and they're failing literally until Emma goes and eats mom's sauce and uh, spaghetti and gets really, really, really big. And then we get what the kids would call our WTF moment when Marie wakes up in a strange bed next to Jordan. Mills, where do you want to start here, man? And was that cut a little too harsh of a cut for you in terms of going from that scene to just Marie in the bed? I thought something skipped out. I'm not going to lie. I reversed and reversed it and put it back, put my game down, flipped it and reversed it. Dude, I had to rewind that thing to make sure like something didn't like. Yeah. My guess is we are going to sooner or later pick up from where Marie cut off. I think she was going to say, we'll protect you or you get like, well, and then it cuts off. This is very reminiscent of something that happened in, I believe the second or third season of alias years and years and years ago that, I still to this day don't want to ruin it because it was really cool. So I have kind of seen something like this before. It threw me a touch, but then I I kind of got it, especially when you got the teaser right after that filled in some of the blanks. If you didn't have that teaser, I might have gone a little bit different way. Uh, Let's not quite get that far yet. Just did you think it was interesting that it really seemed that none of them by themselves could really stand up to Sam? I I mean, Jordan may be the best, but that you know they're they're kind of coming together as a gang, but they have no idea how to work together yet. That that seems glaringly obvious. They're kids. I don't know if they've ever had to, you know, hone in their skills enough to take on somebody and actually crime fight. So you know they 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 just they don't know how to do it. They're all just still trying to figure out their own how to manage their own superpowers and you know work it and control it basically. So. Did, that didn't surprise me at all, but I also think it goes to show you just how powerful Sam can be. Because just imagine if Sam figured out how to hone in his superpowers, right? If he's ever been shown how to do that. Imagine if he was in crime fighting school, dude. Like, would Sam be number one? Probably, right? Um, I, to me, it looks like he has the most powerful skill set out of all of them. So I thought that was a really cool kind of mix there, too. And we don't even really know what exactly he can do yet. But Dr. Cardoza did say at the beginning of the episode, just straight up, like, oh, yeah, he is more powerful than, than Luke was and Golden Boy was. So that's where the bar is. Well, we set. saw him. One thing that I liked, Mills, not to cut you off, is we saw some of the physical stuff that he could do in terms of fighting and stuff in previous episodes. And then obviously the remnants left behind of their escape. But we saw when he kind of has that moment with Emma and he runs off. I mean, he just straight up jumps and just goes, I don't know till you can't see him anymore. I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy too. It wasn't exactly flying. It was just like a powerful jump to like, who knows how far Um, that was kind of a cool thing too, that we didn't know he could do. So. Yeah. They referenced that. I think at some point in the episode talking about how that was something uh, Maeve could do. So that doesn't really surprise me either. Mills. You set this up perfectly for your boy, Jamie G. This is a classic little bit of column A, little bit of column B. It's both. It's both. We finally see that she has, when she gets big, she could be very powerful and a different skill set for her. But also, Again, it goes back to she's the one person that he's willing to listen to and doesn't want to hurt. The reason why he was there to begin with was to protect her. 
That's why he was at Cardoza's house to begin with is because in his mind, he felt like he had to kill Cardoza to make sure nothing happened to Emma. So I think it's a classic column A, column B, buddy. Well, when we've discussed other shows, one thing we like to do is come up with alternate episode titles. Gen V has been giving us some solid episode titles so far, but you know what, man? Feels like maybe there's a little bit of uh, room for some fun options out there. I think we should do it. What do you think, Mills? Can you come up with a better episode title for this past episode than The Whole Truth? What do you got? If I was going to go over the top, I think it would hard be hard not to go with Tag Team Coxplosion. I just feel like that would be a fun one. And then if I read that, I would be like, okay, I like that. I think you could probably go with Work It. I think that would definitely work a little bit, you know, especially with we, we tried to tie the song into the episode a bit here. And then also just the hero management. There's a lot of hero management going on in this, in addition to the actual class itself. I, I think the whole truth is good, works very well, but I think there's a couple other fun ones in there. Uh, you have any options? I really like the tumor. Um, I think the tumor would have been cool. Obviously, you wouldn't know what it very is. Seinfeld until the interview. <laughs> yeah, you know. I uh, would would have enjoyed that. Um, that that was kind of at the top of my list. If I was going to give it a Seinfeld title, it would have to be the skull or the hand dryer, one of the two. The skull would be a good one too. Yeah, the skull would be great. Um, no doubt about it. Well, let's keep it going here with the college thing, man. It's time to give our most college moments from the whole truth. This this past episode, episode four, season one, Gen V. Mills, what in this episode took you back to your glorious and some would say notorious? college days there's a couple good ones here i'll go with you, you find out that two people are hooking up and they you didn't even think they actually liked each other they might have even hate each other and then they're just hooking up and it's just oh like everything's cool now that most definitely happened uh, very very numerous times so that that felt very college how about yourself i'll say just that on a broader level at a macro level you kind of realize for a while uh, once you kind of get to college that like a lot of people are just looking to hook up and you kind of saw it with, with everything from what happened with Jordan to uh, you know, Andre and Kate to now we see Rufus with his maneuvering. Um, I, I think they've just been driving that point home. And I think this episode kind of like was like a total culmination of all that. And I remember sitting there in college just being like, geez, man, like is this whole thing just like everybody wants to hook up with everyone. And why am I not, hooking up um that was a, a sad question to ask but your boy jamie g will always survive sir this is a wendy's <laughs> i'm sorry let me just get a let me just get a baconator uh oh, this is he wants a frosty give the man a frosty and then he can move on give me a frosty with fries i'm gonna dip those babies in it this is gen v but the boys will be boys mills what's your favorite moment this episode that references the boys or reminds you of the boys the most and i guess tell me why it's not the d with with that with that cool dude voice that he had it probably should be but i just have to go with the reveal of tech knight's unusual proclivities that is something straight out of the boys you could have seen ashley pulling that up on the tablet to use his blackmail on somebody or something like that just his whole character felt, you know what I mean? That's why I'm honestly hoping that even if we don't get him back here, he shows up in season four of The Boys. So yeah, Tech Knight felt right out of The Boys. Everything he did was extremely Boys Will Be Boys. So you got to go with that. Are you going with the uh, the Puppet Deeper? You got something else? 
I got, I got to go with the D, but that's that you're you're spot on. That's right up there in terms of I'm going more literal with it. Uh, but yeah, you're you're <laughs> exploding phallic was definitely right up there with the boys, too. I mean, that's something you could easily see happening uh, in, in a boys episode. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with the deep and just take it a little bit more, a little bit more literal. That brings us to our Gen V top three. After four episodes, halfway through the first season. Man, I can't believe we're already halfway through. Who are our top three characters? Oh, man. This is, a, again, got to kind of flip it and reverse it here a little bit. Uh, at three, I got to go with uh, with uh, Dean Shetty there. With Indira, held her own against Tech Knight this episode. She seems to be pretty formidable. At two, going with Sam. He obviously seems very, very formidable. I enjoyed this character development here. Very powerful dude. Curious to see where he goes in Jamie G. There's no way I can not do it here. Number one has to be Tech Knight. He was by far just every time he was on screen, I was loving it. Every time he's off screen, I'm just like, I wonder where Tech Knight is. I wonder what Tech Knight is doing. I wonder which an, in that, which inanimate object he's having relations with. I, I need to know these things. So Tech Knight, number one. How about yourself? Oh, man. Great, great listings. Number three, I am giving it up to Emma. Emma, once again, is uh, a character that's kind of holding a lot of this stuff together for me. Really enjoyed the development with her, the way they're using her to bring us into the world of Sam. And then, of course, realizing that she can get big at the end. That was really, really cool. Uh, Number two, I am going to go with Sam as well um you know finding out more about what he is and he could be the key to kind of i don't know he could in a way it feels like this group of gen v is kind of the boys in a way right like trying to fight back against an evil bot they just don't know it yet and i guess maybe sam could be their key to doing so um i I really kind of like that comparison and and i think it's holding up relatively true here throughout four episodes. So I, I want to see where they go with Sam. Um, I, I like the adding of, of his character. And I think they made the right choice with using, you know, golden boy is kind of the, the way to kind of get us to Sam. And that meant not having golden boy. And I think it was the right call 100%. So uh, good job there. And then number one, I also got to give it up for tech, man. Tech was unbelievable. Stole the episode, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, you just every time he was on camera, it was it was great. Uh, but honorable mention, Indira, she would be my she would be my three B, you know, four A type person. Emma was the sure. first She's... one off my list too, so we we have the same top four for what it's worth. Yeah, man. Well, since it's college, we got to grade everything here. So Mills, on a scale of F minus to A plus, what grade are you given to the whole truth? The fourth episode of season one, Gen V. Jamie G, I'd like to say you can't handle the truth, but I'll leave that to uh, Jack Nicholson and George Costanza. A minus. Favorite episode of the series so far for me. Really enjoyed it. Really got me excited for the back half of season one here. Introduced new characters, developed existing characters. It was the funniest episode so far. Really moved. Great momentum. A minus. So it's a it's a shower, but there is still room to grow. How about yourself? I'm giving it a solid A. This is an A all day. Uh, real proud of this one. I, I, again, my favorite episode of of the four, and I don't even think it's that close. It held up the entire time. There really wasn't a dull moment here. The element of the humor lasted basically multiple times throughout this episode. Um, we started to see some of the writing give us some humor elements. 
And this, the way this story is unfolding got me, you know, has me really, really wanting more. Um, so I, I, again, man, I think they're building, it's getting better each and every week, but this, this, this was, this was a fantastic episode of television. I'm really excited about this television show, Gen V, man. I really am. So a all day, solid A. That brings us to our predictions. Please be aware that we've both watched the teaser trailer at the end of the episode. We'll be discussing that here. If you don't want to hear anything about that, just go ahead and get out of here. We'll see you next week. No harm, no fault. But for everybody else, it's time to do the Miss Cleo thing. Right now, uh, gun to your, your special agent Johnson. We're getting Tech Knight again this season on Gen V, yes or no? Say no. Does Indira end up having powers of some sort, or is she really just a human straight through and through? I think she does have powers of some sort, and we don't know it yet. Do we get anything more with her daughter? Yes. All right, I, I think so too. And I'll just go ahead and make a little bit of prediction. I think that's how the kids, let's call them the kids for lack of a better word, I think that's how they get to her and break her is by utilizing whatever it is with the daughter. Ooh, see, if she's that good, then, then she should come up with Marie's sister and like Kate's brother, right? If she can pull, yeah. do we get everybody to show up? All of the disappeared siblings or something? That would be pretty wild. It, it seems like it could happen on this kind of show. It, and you, Who knows, man? I mean, they could have powers too, right? You think if the parents gave one kid V, wouldn't they give it to all the kids? Why would you only give yeah, one of your you kids know. the V? You know, it, and that would seem to it's make true. some sense to me. And we see Rufus, and here's my big prediction. I think he is tied into how they all lose their memories, right? Because the same kind of cut that happens at the end happens to Marie when she sits down next to him and all of a sudden wakes up in his room. And it, Jordan talks about it being pheromones. My guess is they have experimented on him, whether it was in the woods or something, and somehow tried to weaponize his power, those pheromones, and use that to basically roofie them. So that's kind of yeah. my prediction as to how that worked. I don't know how they showed up there or whatever, how they administered it or, or whatnot, but that's kind of my general prediction for that do you have any you know prediction other than that as to kind of what happens how they you know really wakes up in that bed well they, they tease it a little bit right with you see him and he looks like uh angry kind Running of away or something. yeah i don't know he's giving me he's giving me like serious like who's the who's the total jerk in harry potter the the blonde kid he's giving me that type of vibes what's the oh draco malfoy and i'm not even a part he's giving me malfoy boy he's giving me malfoy boys or uh, you know what a little king joffrey too a little bit of king joffrey he is giving me a little king joffrey vibes yeah he's kind of like a mix of those two and uh yeah so I, i i agree with you i like where you went there one thing we didn't really talk about was indira's hot on the trail here right like she was pressing marie on he didn't come to lunch. She brought up Emma. You, you got to believe like she found the shoe. So I think she knows what's going on here. So I think she, th- that's going to kind of hit ahead um, where they're going to start to realize that maybe her nice, what she shows you isn't really what she is. And I think we're going to start to learn more about that in the next episode or two. But she made her chocolate chip pancakes, dude. Did bro. But I was, I, dude, I thought they might've been poisoned or had something in them. Remember? I've been, I've been on Indira for a minute now. Your boy Jamie G. Esquire, the fifth, knows something when he sees it, man. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, I, I called Emma getting big last episode. We don't need to take our victory. You did. Here. Uh, we, you did. Can you think of one other cool way that Marie could use her blood powers now that it looks like she might be able to control the blood inside other people? Can you just think of one way she might use that? Well, one thing I thought was really cool is, is ex- like, we've seen the exploding heads piece on uh, the boys. What if she can just 
make people's hearts explode, you know, or, or stop working or, you know, basically channel all the blood into one thing. And then it pops like that. I could definitely see that whatever, you know, we saw it obviously with the phallic, but what if it was any other part of the body, just straight from the chest, dude, like just, just hearts popping out of chests. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I wish I could come up with a better one. I, I can't off the top of my head, but my guess is if they went to all this trouble to give her this blood power, they have some really cool payoff for it. So I'm excited to see what it is. Hopefully I'm not setting the bar too high, but I think you can only go so far with her doing like the blood rope thing, right? That doesn't seem to be yeah. that effective, especially against people who are like way stronger than her, like Sam or something. So she's going to have to up her game, I think, and it'll be pretty exciting. Dude, how about the puppet that was promised, dude? I I'm going to say, I think Sam, somehow he, he says at one point, you're all puppets. He says it multiple times. I think he has something going on where he legitimately slips into like puppet world. And that's all the puppet stuff we see is like his puppet world. Like when he murders yeah. all those people, it would not surprise me to see that scene at the beginning when they escape. We see it from his perspective, but they're all puppets. And he's just yeah. ripping them apart and everything like that. I don't know why it is, but I, I think his powers are somehow tied up with the puppet thing. I, I don't understand it. I couldn't tell you the exact mechanism, but it, it feels like they're related somehow. And, you know, maybe next episode we'll get the payoff on that. If, but if that does happen, uh, I'm calling it. I, that the, we, If we get the scene of him and Emma hooking up, it's as puppets. Ah, Which we may or may not have seen it in the teaser or the trailer. I think there was a little thing where I was like, were those puppets having sex? So that's that's yeah, my call. There's only a couple of scenes from the teasers and trailers we haven't seen yet, and what the most of them were puppet stuff. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I'm just glad that it's puppets and not like a scene out of Waterworld where they're like all the smokers or whatever. Like that would be not as fun as puppets. You remember so, Waterworld more than I do. I just I, I remember I being bring it up every every episode but... until we watch Waterworld yeah, again. Yeah, maybe we should watch it and break it down. Uh, maybe we'll do that over on. Regular yeah, that's why Kevin Costner's leaving uh, leaving Yellowstone, right? Because he's going to go do the Waterworld sequel, finally. Going to do a Waterworld too, man. Um, World of Water. All right, all right. Enough of that. Thank you guys for checking out Compound B. Join us on our next episode where we cover episode five, Gen V, titled Welcome to the Monster Club. Mills, I'm fired up about it, man. Tell, tell the folks how they can make sure they don't miss a single thing on Compound B. Yeah, I don't really want to sing the you don't want to miss a thing thing. So that's that's already too many things. There's there's been enough things. There's been a puppet thing. You know what? If you want to deal with things, call Tech Knight. He he loves the inanimate things. Hopefully, you loved Compound B because that's what you just checked out. Thank you for checking us out again. Find us wherever you get your pods on YouTube or on social media at Compound B Pod. Do not forget those flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. All we ask, if you enjoyed yourself even a little bit, if you had just a little fun, give us just a little thumb, a little, little cricket-sized thumb. That's all we're asking. Thanks again for checking us out. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you checking out Compound B. And we enjoy watching the show with you, man. So if we miss something, if there's something you want us to talk about, it, drop us a line. We'll do it. And don't worry. You're going to find out exactly what the B in Compound B stands for. And that's simply... Is it worth it? Let me work it. Call me over, not on the bed, lay me on your